Hello, family. <clears throat> this is Pastor John, just reading the Word. <clears throat> Father, I thank you for your Word. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for your inspiration and illumination, that the Word becomes alive in us, and we find application. We choose between right and wrong. And Father, I thank you that you give us that freedom, that you give us that liberty, but in you, Christ, our freedom is full and complete. And I do love you and I thank you for your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts chapter 13. Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch of Syria were Barnabas, Simon, called the black man, Lucius from Cyrene, Manan, the childhood companion of King Herod Antipas, and Saul. One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Spirit said, Dedicate Barnabas and Saul for me, for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. They went down to the seaport of Seleucia and then sailed for the island of Cyprus. There in the town of Salamis, they went to the Jewish synagogues and preached the word of God. John Mark went with them as their assistant. Afterward, they traveled from town to town across the entire island until finally they reached Paphos, where they met a Jewish sorcerer, a false prophet named Bar-Jesus. He had attached himself to the governor, Sergius Paulus, who was an intelligent man. The governor invited Barnabas and Saul to visit him, for he wanted to hear the word of God. But, he, but Elamus the sorcerer, as his name means in Greek, interfered and urged the governor to pay no attention to what Barnabas and Saul said. He was trying to keep the governor from believing. Saul, also known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit and he looked the sorcerer in the eye. Then he said, You son of the devil, full of every sort of deceit and fraud and enemy of all that is good. You will, will you never stop perverting the true ways of the Lord? Watch now, for the Lord had lay, has laid his hand of punishment upon you, and you will be struck blind. You will not see the sunlight for some time. Instantly, mist and darkness came over the man's eyes, and he began groping around, begging for someone to take his hand and lead him. When the governor saw what had happened, he became a believer, for he was astonished at the teaching about the Lord. Paul and his companion, companions then left Paphos by ship for Pamphylia, landing at the port town of Perga. There, John Mark left them and returned to Jerusalem. But Paul and Barnabas traveled inland to Antioch of Pisidia. I'll stop here. 
In the, in the very first verse, we had Antioch of Syria, which is in the far north, uh, in Turkey, actually, Syria, up in the far north. Antioch of Peseda is more down. Uh, they give the last name of Antioch, so you can tell the difference. On the Sabbath day, they went to the synagogue for services. After the usual readings from the book of Moses and the prophets, those in charge of the service sent them this message. Brothers, you have any word of encouragement for the people? Come and give it. So Paul stood, lifted his hand to quiet them, and started speaking. Men of Israel, he said, and you God-fearing Gentiles, listen to me. The God of this nation of Israel chose our ancestors and made them multiply and grow strong during their stay in Egypt. Then with a powerful arm, he led them out of their slavery. He put up with them through 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. Then he destroyed seven nations in Canaan and gave their land to Israel as an inheritance. All of this took about 450 years. After that, God gave them judges to rule until the time of Samuel the prophet. Then the people begged for a king, and God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, who reigned for 40 years. But God removed Saul and replaced him with David, a man about whom said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man of my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. And it is one of King David's descendants, Jesus, who is God's promised Savior of Israel. Before he came, John the Baptist preached that all people of Israel needed to repent of their sins and turn to God and be baptized. As John was finishing his ministry, he asked, Do you think I am the Messiah? No, I am not, but he is coming soon, and I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the sandals on his feet. Brothers, you sons of Abraham, and also you God-fearing Gentiles, this message of salvation has been sent to us. The people of Jerusalem and their leaders did not recognize Jesus as one of the prophets and spoke, uh, had spoke about. Instead, they condemned him, and in doing this, they fulfilled the prophet's words that are read every Sabbath. They found no legal reason to execute him, but they asked Pilate to have him killed anyway. When they had done all that the prophecies said about him, they took him down from the cross and placed him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and over a period of many days he appeared to those who had gone with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. They are now his witnesses to the people of Israel. And now we are here to bring you this good news. The promise was made to our ancestors, and God has now fulfilled it for us, their descendants, by raising Jesus. This is what the second psalm says about Jesus. You are my son. Today I have become your father. For God had promised to raise him from the dead, not leaving him to rot in the grave. 
He said, I will give you the sacred blessings I promised to David. Another psalm explains it more clearly. You will not allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. This is not a reference to David, for after David had done the will of God in his own generation, he died and was buried with his ancestors, and his body decayed. No, it was a reference to someone else, someone whom God raised and whose body did not decay. Brothers, listen. We are here to proclaim that through this man Jesus there is forgiveness for your sins. Everyone who believes in him is declared right with God, something the law of Moses could never do. Be careful. Don't let the prophet's words apply to you. For they said, Look, you mockers, be amazed and die. For I am doing something in your own day, something you wouldn't believe even if someone told you about it. As Paul and Barnabas left the synagogue that day, the people begged them to speak about these things again the next week. Many Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, and the two men urged them to continue to rely on the grace of God. The following week, almost the entire city turned out to hear them preach the word of the Lord. But when some of the Jews saw the crowds, they were jealous, so they slandered Paul and argued against whatever he said. Then Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and declared, It was necessary that we first preach the word of God to you Jews, but since you have rejected it and judged yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we will offer it to the Gentiles. For the Lord gave us this command when he said, I have made you a light to the Gentiles to bring salvation to the farthest corners of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were very glad and thanked the Lord for his message. And all who were chosen for eternal life became believers. So the Lord's message spread throughout the region. Then the Jews stirred up the influential religious women and the leaders of the city, and they incited a mob against Paul and Barnabas and ran them out of town. So they shook the dust from their feet as a sign of rejection and went to the town of Iconium. And the believers were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Not all who hear will respond in a good way, but Father, I appreciate the fact that at least I know myself when that opportunity came, I responded and I pray that all who hear this word will be encouraged to continue to respond to the power and the love of the Holy Spirit. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.